Hey, what's up, my dog? Hey, there you are, man. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How do I sound coming through? Can you hear me clear? Pretty clear, man. Pretty clear. Awesome. All right. You sound good, too. All right. Well, here we go, man. This is uh, our very first episode recording. Um, very excited. Looking forward to it. Um, so for those listening and joining, um, my name is Michael Turk. And uh, here with my, my good friend, Ishmael Agiba. And this is the Silent Preachers uh, podcast, stories about silent preachers. Um, real quick, Ish, before we get in, into anything uh, too detailed, man, what is um, Silent Preachers and where does that come from? Where did we get that name from? Okay, yeah, Silent Preachers, uh, I actually uh, got that from... Uh, a, a gentleman referred to as the Prince of Preachers, uh, one of the greatest, uh, you know, pastors, Christians from, from back in the day, uh, the great Charles Spurgeon. He actually has a quote, and uh, I'll actually say it right now. He says, uh, tracks are adapted to those persons who have a little power and little ability, but nevertheless wish to do something for Christ. They have not the tongue of the eloquent, but they have the hand of the diligent. They cannot stand and preach but they can stand and distribute here and there these silent preachers. So Charles Spurgeon was talking about gospel tracks, silent preachers, but man, do they pack a load of power. Man, uh, for those listening that may not know what a gospel tract is, basically, <clears throat> you've probably received one um, sometime in your life. If you live anywhere in the South Bay area of Los Angeles, you have probably received one from me and Ishmael <laughs> personally. <laughs> um they are basically anything that is almost like a flyer, a little card. Um, they can be little booklets, um, and it'll have maybe a drawing or a little game or a, a, any any kind of design on the front. And then on the back or inside the booklet, there's going to be a message about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so, like I said, those could be little cards. Uh, you may have seen like the chick booklets or like little comic books. Those are gospel yep. tracks. You may have seen the million dollar bills um, or the big 100 giant dollar bills um, with the messages on the back. Those are all gospel tracks. So when we say gospel tracks, we're just referring to any piece of, of literature <clears throat> that's uh, that you could pass out that has a gospel message. And that's kind of me and Ishmael's um that's our whole deal, man. You know, we're not um, we're not from seminary, nothing like that. Um, we're just two regular guys. Uh, I love the Lord and we love evangelism. Um, and what we hope to do with this silent preachers thing is, um, you know, we have a few gospel tracks printing as we speak, you know, in the print shop. Um, so we're working on, on, on making our, our own gospel tracks. We, want, we got some books type uh, ideas that we got going that we want to do. Uh, we wanted to get this going just to encourage anybody who's thinking about evangelism or if you've never evangelized, we want you guys to get fired up and just all we want people to take away from this is to, to put into action some of the things that we're sharing. And hopefully you guys will, you know, get, get fired up to do evangelism. Um, anything you want to add to that ish? Uh, well, you know, just first and foremost, I just want to thank God for giving us this opportunity, uh, to begin this podcast uh like you mentioned mike 
you know, we're just regular people. We're not theologians, you know, professional theologians. We're not you know, professional Christian apologists. But like I quoted earlier from Charles Spurgeon, it says, uh, you know, they may have the hand of the diligent, not necessarily the tongue of the eloquent. And while you and I might not have, you know, eloquent tongues, we definitely have diligent hands. And, uh, you know, we just we put in the hands of the master. So, uh, you know, we hope, like you said, this is an encouragement to everyone out there listening um, that you might not be gifted uh, like uh, Charles Spurgeon or you might not be like Billy Graham or Greg Laurie. But if you have a diligent hand, if you just have hands, uh, you know, to go out there and, and distribute these these silent preachers, these gospel tracts, the God can use you. And that's pr- pretty much our hope, just to inspire everyone out there, uh, you know, to evangelize, to share the good news while there's still time. Dope, man. So <clears throat> what we want to do today is is kind of start a little, like a small little series just on tract evangelism. What we want to end up covering um, throughout all our episodes and stuff is just anything involving evangelism. That could be tract evangelism, open air preaching, one-on-one street preaching, mentoring, discipleship. There's, there's a lot more that goes into evangelism than just, um, you know, yelling from a corner. Right. And we want to expound on all those things. But today we're going to focus on tract evangelism and we're going to focus on five specific points. But before that, since, since this is like our first episode, I'll just give a quick background of myself and you ish so that the people can know who we are, because they might be saying, who are these guys trying to tell me about evangelism? Right. So <laughs> okay. me, and, me and Ish, uh, we go way back. We went to high school together. Um, Ishmael actually uh, talked to me a little bit about church and God back in our senior year. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, well, wow. wasn't a wasn't a church church goer. We'd go maybe like Easter and Christmas with the family, and that, that was about it, right? Um, <clears throat> we graduate in two thousand one. We go our separate ways. Two thousand four, I get invited out to this church in uh, called Calvary Chapel South Bay, and so I go to church. I get saved. I'm going, and then I run into you in the hallway. Um, you're on staff over there. Um, yeah. In the toilet and stuff, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> and in charge of the uh, door-to-door ministry, um, Acts five forty-two. Um, you guys would meet whoever wanted to come from the church. You guys would meet on Saturday. Uh, you'd give a little sermon, and then you guys would go out to the neighborhood, pass out tracts, flyers, try to get people to come to church, see if families needing anything, that type of deal. And you're yeah. uh, heavily involved in the. Um, the Friday night outreach is going out to the beaches or Hollywood or wherever, wherever it would be. So you're sitting there doing all kinds of evangelism. I tell my buddy, my mentor, uh, Mark Hoshi, I say, Hey man, I want to start. I think, I, I think I should start evangelizing. Like I want to tell people about the gospel. So he hooked me up with you and we've been doing evangelism ever since. And that's, that was 13 years ago. Um, so, I mean, we've evangelized with, um, several several churches um we just run into people in the streets and word of mouth and so we've helped out a lot of churches with our evangelism programs um we've done a lot of door-to-door stuff uh we were on staff uh at living waters with ray comfort um just a lot of um just, i mean thousands of tracks passed out so that's kind of from, from our street experience and we read a lot of books on evangelism and missions. Um, it's really what we're all about. So we just want to share some of that with you guys. Um, now, Ish, I'm going to hit you with something, dude. I want you to give people kind of your background. Tell them a little bit about yourself. And also, uh, how you got started in church evangelism. 
and, okay. and let's say, okay, I, I see you. Let's say I'm at Costco, right? And I'm shopping. I am looking for the toilet paper and I can't find it, bro, right? So I'm there looking and I see you in Costco and I, I know you, but like we're pretending we're not like, like buddies like we are, right? And I'm like, man, look at Ish. He's still passing those things out, man. And I walk up to him and I say, hey, Ishmael, why are you passing those out? So I think the number one question for track evangelism that I have is why tracks? Why should we use tracks? Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a great question, bro. And uh, first off, I want to uh, use a scripture that I know you're very familiar with. First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter nine, verses 19 to 23. Uh, Paul is speaking, but he says something that's, that's pretty powerful. He says, uh, just give me one minute here while I get my I get my Bible. It says, uh, for though I'm free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews, I became as a Jew that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without laws, without law, not being without law toward God and under law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. But this is the key here in verse 22, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22. He says, to the weak, I became as weak. That I might win the weak, I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And I want to highlight that part where it says that I might by all means save some. Uh, we can we can uh, assume that if the Apostle Paul were living in, in today's world, uh, he would be using social media. You know, he probably would be on Facebook or Instagram. He'd be on YouTube. He'd be, you know, using all the different kinds of technology that are available to us today. But I can almost be assured. That he would also be using gospel tracks because, like he said, that I might by all means save some. Uh, so the question is, you know, why should we handle gospel tracks? I'm going to give you guys the answer. Number one, uh, because God uses gospel tracks. One of our favorite evangelists, Ray Comfort, that's what he teaches. You know, why, why use gospel tracks? Because God uses them now. Why do I use gospel tracks? You said that, you know, let's just suppose there's a situation. I'm at Costco. I see a buddy like you. Haven't seen him for a while. Of course, you know what? Maybe, uh, you know, I don't know you too well. Or you don't know what's going on. You come up to me. You ask me, hey, Ish, you know, why are you still handing out those tracks? I'm going to tell you a personal story, okay, of why I use gospel tracks. Okay, of course, God uses them. That's the theological, uh, you know, answer. From a personal practical application, I, I need to share with you a personal story. Uh, you know, as you said, Mike Dog, way back in the day, man, 100 years ago, you know, we graduated from high school. It was actually 2001. We graduated from high school, Narbonne High School, located in Harbor City, California. And, uh, you know, you and I grew up in the Harbor area. And uh, <clears throat> I remember, uh, you know, going to church. I actually was already going to church as a teenager. Uh, around 13, I started reading uh, the Bible. I was searching because my parents were not Christians. My mother went to church, you know, twice a year, maybe for uh, Easter, the resurrection and Christmas. And uh, that's pretty much what it was. Uh, my father is actually from Iran. I grew up as a Muslim, so my, my father wasn't practicing Islam. My mother wasn't practicing Christianity, although I did have a grandmother who was a hardcore uh, uh, Christian, and I know it's because of her prayers, man, that I am what I am today. But uh, I started going to church at 13, and I started reading my Bible, actually. <clears throat> I read the New Testament when I was 14. I actually read the entire Bible, Genesis to Revelation, bro. at 15. I was searching, man. I was reading books upon apologetics. But let me tell you the problem. I found the church, okay? I started doing the rules. I started doing everything on the outside, okay, of what it looked like to be a Christian. So on the outside, everything looked cool. You know, I was going to school. I was going to church. I was a sportsman. I was doing martial arts, jiu-jitsu, boxing. I was doing a bunch of stuff, okay? On the outside, I looked good. But on the inside, I was dying. I explained it like this. 
It's like the difference between churchianity and Christianity, man. I had the church up to my ears. It was coming out of my eyeballs, bro. But I was missing Christ. It was almost like I was following like legalism. I was doing all the do's and do's and don'ts, but I was lacking a relationship. Okay, so I was looking for something. In fact, at the time, I actually started a fight club. I was inspired. I remember from a, a movie that had come out a long time ago, Brad Pitt, Fight Club. So I had, I actually got a bunch of guys together and we used to fight all the time. So even though I was going to church, I was still trying to act out, man, this adventure side of me. And I was trying to prove that I was, I was, uh, you know, tough and that I wasn't afraid of a lot of people. Now get this, you know, as guys, a lot of times that, that's how we are. Well, let me, let me tell you something, man. The person who scared me the most, okay? One day I'm walking home and our, our school, as you remember, Narbonne High School is located uh, over there on Western. That's like the main street. And I remember I was, uh, I, every single day I had to walk home and it was a good 45 minutes to an hour because I lived on Western and Car Street around that area. There was a good little walk, man. It took me mm -hmm. a long time. And I remember, man, I would always have to walk on Western. I would bump into a bunch of my friends, my buddies, and just hang out and stuff. But I remember one particular day, okay? I didn't know that it was going to be the probably one of the worst days of my life until that time. A guy who would scare me is that I was walking and I see this guy in the corner. He was handing out gospel tracks a, a smaller Japanese dude man and I was like as, as I saw him okay as I walked onto him now I initially thought oh dude he's handing out flyers for a party he's sending out flyers for some <laughs> some good gig I, I didn't know what it was so I went up to him like a bunch of kids because we didn't know any better you know and I found out it was like a chick track I think it was uh this was your life the, the chick oh, publication dude. track which yep. was a powerful track man but I didn't know so he hands out this track and I'm like oh what and then I said, oh, wait wait a minute here. He's like, bro, Jesus loves you, man. And I was like, okay, this guy's a psycho. Now, get this, Mike. I was already going to church, bro, but I was embarrassed and I was ashamed. Mm. Okay, and I, man, in, in my head, this is what I thought. I said, you know, it's because of fanatics like this guy that gives Christianity a bad name. And I mm. walked off hoping to never see this bozo again. I, did, I, I mean, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I didn't want to see him, bro, okay? I didn't want to see him because I thought he was a fanatic. Mm. Took off. Okay, week goes by. I'm doing my thing like all of us, not even giving this gospel track a second thought. But lo and behold, next Wednesday, he was there again. Now, this time I got even more angry, bro. I yeah. got more angry because I said, wait a minute here. Why is this guy here again? You know, this guy, already, he already shoved his gospel, you know, his, his religion down our throats. Why is he trying to do it again? Now, mind you, bro, I'm going to church. But do you see the problem here? You know, there might be some people right now listening to our podcast and maybe you're in the same predicament. You know, you're going to church, but when it comes to the, quote, ugly word of evangelism, you're ashamed, and that was the problem, bro. The reason why I was getting convicted, Mike, is because I was ashamed of the gospel, bro. Mm. That's the problem. I was going to church, but I didn't have the real legitimate thing. And so this guy has something I did not have. I didn't know it at the time, but that's what I realized later on. I said, oh, man, this is what's getting me so angry. So I walk off, you know, I, I take his track and I took off again. Lo and behold, of course, the following Wednesday, he had to be there again. Now, this went on, bro, week after week, month after month. And I start getting really angry. Why? Because I'm scared. Why? Because now I realize he has something I don't have. You see, he really believes the gospel so much. He's willing to hand out these, distribute these gospel tracks. And he's getting laughed at. Some people are even spitting on him. They're cussing him out. Right. And I, I, I can't even tell my friend. You know, I'm, I'm ashamed. You know, it's like I'll tell people once in a while. But to be honest with you, man, I was I, I couldn't do it like that. Like I'll tell a friend here and there. But that man, that was a whole different level. Going in front of two, three thousand people and had on our tracks. I said, man, this guy is crazy. Now, check this out, my dog. See, deep down, bro, I wanted to be just like him. 
it scared me because he had something I didn't have, but I wanted it. That's why I was getting angry. And even though I could act tough with my buddies at the fight club, and even if I could act tough with the people at the gym doing my boxing and jiu-jitsu, this guy scared me, bro. Not because he could beat me up, but because he, but because he had a real, authentic relationship with God. If there's someone out there right now listening. You got to understand. It's like maybe God is calling you. Now, check this out. One day, okay, it was a Wednesday, and I had forgotten about this gospel track character. But it was raining really hard. And I remember telling myself, look, Ish, you need to hurry up and get the bus. So I'm not I'm not worried about the preacher, dude. I just want to get on the bus. And as I'm running over there to the bus, all of a sudden I remember, oh, shoot, it's Wednesday. There's no way that fanatic, that Jesus freak is there. And sure enough, bro, I look into the corner of my eye. You know, a bunch of people had umbrellas. Obviously, it was raining. And I see this umbrella. I think it was a black, black umbrella. And there was this guy. Japanese dude underneath that umbrella with the bag handing out tracks and I said to myself how can this be it's raining cats and dogs why can't this guy just stay home what is his problem you see the problem is as I was about to find out it was a burden I go up to him and I don't even know what I'm saying anymore <laughs> and I tell him I said sir why are you doing what you're doing and i'll never forget what told me mike he said i'm doing this because god loves them pointing to the kids i'm doing this because god loves you i'm doing this because i want everybody to know what jesus christ has done for them bro i was holding back the tears man to be honest with you because i was in shock man i was in shock bro and so this guy's over there man he's handing out the tracks you know and i'm over there bro rain rain is coming upon me because i don't have an umbrella but as that rain was hitting me hard, bro, something was hitting me harder, man. It was the spirit of the living God. I had no idea what was going to come out of my mouth. And this is what I told him. I said, sir, what's your name? He said, my name is Tatua. You can call me Tot. I said, sir, my name is Ishmael. I said, I will be here next week. He looked at me like, yeah, right. Bro, the next week, seven days later, Wednesday, I was there. I walked up to him. Now, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be here. And I'm going to help him out. And he's going to teach me, you know, by the hand. He's take me by the hand and teach me step by step. That was definitely not the case. As I'm walking to that corner where he is, bro, and I can see him heading out those tracks. Notice that I noticed that he had a brown little bag. He sees me and he starts telling me, hey, brother. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's bad enough, bro, that everybody's going to see me. Because I was thinking, OK, what are my friends going to think? What are the girls going to think? You know, oh, my gosh, you know, everybody's going to think I'm a psychopath. You know, then I start telling myself, you know what, maybe Ish, maybe you're just going to be one of those people that's like, you know, a, a secret Christian. Do you really have to do this? But I had already told this guy that I would do it. And I said, you know what, one time is not that bad. I just do this one time. Ish, you never have to do it again. I go mm -hmm. to Tots. He says, brother, praise God, man. And he hands me this bag, this little lunch bag, you know, the kind that you take when you go to, you know, when you went, when, when you went to school back in the day. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe there's five, ten. No, bro, dude, the tracks. I, I, I noticed they were pouring out of the, the back. There must have been like 500, 1,000 tracks in the thing. And I was like, wait a minute, Lord. I, you know what it reminded me, bro? It's like when God multiplied the, the fish and the bread, bro. I'm like, wait a minute here, dude. There's only supposed to be a couple of fishes and bread. This, it looks like God was multiplying the tracks. I'm like, how does this brother have so many tracks? Bro, there were so many tracks in the bag. Now I'm freaking out now. And I'm thinking, okay, Brother Toss is going to take me to the side and just show me. No. All he does, bro, is he grabs the thing, throws it into my hand, says, praise the Lord, brother. And this brother just took off and left me there in the corner by myself. And check this out, Mike. Nice. I had never, I never handed a track in my life, bro. So you can imagine how I felt. I was scared. All I remember was, well, I've seen what he did. 
So that's what I did, bro. I said a quick prayer. I said, God, help me. You ever come to that point in time, bro, when you're like, man, you're like, you, you reach the end of the road and you're like, God, help. Like, you're screaming in your heart, like, God, help. That's kind of like where I was at, man. That's where I was at, bro. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, God, I need you because I was by myself. I didn't have a partner, man. The professional guy, the preacher, the pastor, he took off. He left me, bro. So I was there. I kind of opened the bag a little bit. I started handing out those tracks. In the beginning, I'll be honest with you, I was a little scared. But after I passed out 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, man, oh, bro, it almost felt, and I kid you not, Mike, I almost felt, bro, like God was speaking to my heart, saying, son, you know, ish, I created you for this purpose, to tell people about me. And, bro, as I was handing out those tracks, man, I just felt peace, even in the midst of that storm, even in the midst of all the people making fun of me, because there were some people thinking, ish, what are you doing here, man? You're crazy. But uh, you know what? I did what I had to do, man, that day. I felt one of the greatest feelings I had ever felt. And I think I finally discovered like what I was missing, a true relationship with God and a purpose, which was to tell other people about him, uh, you know, about the Lord. And, uh, you know, I never would have imagined, Mike, that uh, I would be doing this, man. Even so many years later, God got a hold of me a couple years later, man. And I connected with you. I remember around two th- late 2006, early 2007. And since 2007, you and I have been faithfully distributing, man. Uh, these gospel tracks bro for 13 years we've been evangelizing hitting the streets mm-hmm. so i never thought i never would have thought that you know in 2001 till now almost 20 years later that i will be the brother taught you know to so many mm-hmm. people so if there's anybody out to listen i just want to encourage you you know you might be a, you might be scared to hand out a track you might be thinking oh what am i doing just remember it's not just for you going out there it's not just your fears and your thoughts no you're handing out these tracks you're planting these seeds but you can be a brother tossed to someone else. You will never know. See, I don't think Tots really understood until now, years later, that even though he was distributing those tracks and planting those seeds, he was planting the example, a living example, a living gospel, bro, in my heart. And I remember what he did. And when God got a hold of me years later, man, I went back to my school and I went back to different places, bro. And I started handing out tracks because of a man like that. And maybe someone listening will be a brother tossed for someone else. Man. That's a, that's an amazing story, dude. That's super powerful. Um, you know that 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 phrase that <clears throat> that a lot of people hack it up and stuff, man. But it's talks about um, you know preach the gospel at all times, use words if necessary. Yes. I just when I'm thinking about your story and with Tots, I think about that that slogan or that saying. It's like, of course, we you know to preach the gospel. You preach with your with your words and all that but the heart of that what that whoever said that the heart of what's behind that is you might be passing out a track at a convention center or somewhere and there might there might be someone who's has a church background and they're lukewarm and they might see you out there or they might hear you uh talking to someone as they're walking by and get convicted man and you can be that tots just like you said you can be that tots to someone else just by handing out tracks somewhere um, and I know, I know he had a, a powerful effect on your life, bro. That's, that's crazy how God used him to just to affect your life. Yes. No, I'm very thankful to God for him. Man, bro. All right. Well, so this is why gospel tracks guys, <laughs> this is why we love gospel tracks, right? Cause we've seen, we've seen what they can do in our own personal lives and in the lives of others. Um, so Ish, what, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to hit on five points real quick. Um, so point number one, uh, that we're going to touch on is the fact that gospel tracks can be handed out by anyone. 
meaning you could be a hundred years old, you could be five years old, you can be a brand new believer, you could be a senior pastor of a mega church. Anybody has the capability of passing out these gospel tricks. Um, can you yeah. expand on that a little bit? And I know you have a, I've heard you tell a story one time uh, from your Acts 542 ministry. Um, if you could share that with us as well. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. So gospel tracks can be handed out by anyone, of course, man. I mean, a uh, little a side note here, a little joke. I mean, bro, if you can I hand out these gospel tracks, it can <laughs> definitely be handed out by anybody, bro. Anybody, bro. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I mean, Acts 542, yes. So uh, <clears throat> I was in charge uh, of. Uh, the door-to-door ministry at Calvary Chapel South Bay. Uh, for a few years when I was there, I was actually, now check this, for those of you who are listening, I was actually uh, a janitor. I actually started off, man, at the bottom, bro. I was just over there, like you said earlier, man, cleaning toilets. And I think that, uh, you know, that just just a little, a little uh, nugget of truth here is that, you know, you start off small and God will put you over many things. You just have to be faithful. So I remember cleaning toilets many times and thinking to myself, man, you know what? I'm wasting my time. I want to go out there and teach. But see, God was teaching me leadership skills, being a servant. And it helped me out when I was in charge of the door-to-door ministry. And like I said, yeah, anyone can hand out tracks. In fact, I remember one time we had about 15, 20 people. And we had went out, we, we had actually visited a park. Normally, we would go out door-to-door, you know, knock on doors in the neighborhood. But there was a, a big event at a park, a nearby park in the city of Torrance. So we went. And there must have been about 15, 20 of us, uh, men and women. But there was actually a... Uh, uh, very young evangelist she must have been about a little girl she must have been about five or six years old bro i kid you not uh yeah man her mother uh had asked me is it okay if my my uh, daughter comes if so is it okay if i bring her i said of course wow what a blessing and man what an encouragement bro i mean even so many years later i I remember her we went out we were handing out tracks and this little fireball man this this unbelievable evangelist she was out there handing out tracks telling people about god's love and, uh, you know, it's one thing, bro, bro, when you and I go out there and sometimes, yeah, we get rejection, but it's a little bit harder, <clears throat> I think, when, uh, uh, you know, a little kid, especially a little girl, you know, a pretty little girl is coming up to you and saying, hey, you know, sir, ma'am, uh, would you like a gospel track? And so she was having a lot of tracks, bro, and it was just an encouragement to me, even so many years later, that it doesn't even matter how, how young you think you are. I mean, here's a girl, man, that doesn't know about systematic theology. However, at five or six years old, she knows that God loves people and mm. she's doing doing something so definitely man anyone can hand out a gospel track sweet man all right so key key one for you guys to remember or jot down uh gospel tracks can be handed out by anyone all right so we'll move on to uh number two uh and that is that tracks don't give up and they keep speaking and they keep preaching uh why don't you touch on that for us ish <clears throat> yes, uh, tracks, they don't give up. So many times I think, bro, you and I, uh, we can give up. You know, we have family members or friends we've been talking to for a long time. And we feel, even though we know theologically, you know, God is there for them. But we feel as humans like, oh, man, you know what? Maybe I, I should stop praying for them or maybe I should stop telling them about God or whatever. But, you know, tr- sometimes we actually do give up. Unfortunately, even as Christians, we, we stop praying for people or we forget to make that call or we forget to handle that track or whatever. But tracks they don't give up okay once you handle that track that track has power now i'll give you a story <clears throat> like i said before todd's had given me that that powerful example of uh, evangelizing at my, at my high school so years later when i was actually in charge of the x5 for two ministry i also started going to different high schools in, in the area mm-hmm. starting with my my own high school narbonne and i remember one day i was uh, handing out tracks 
And uh, this must have been, I think, uh, maybe 2006. Okay, so the year 2006, around that that time. Uh, <clears throat> and I remember, as I was handing out tracks right there in the corner, just like Pats used to do, uh, one of my old buddies, younger brothers, was there. So I have a friend, his name is Johnny, and uh, he went to school with us, same age. Mm. He actually had a younger brother named Charlie. Uh, which uh, was this? He had he, he was the same age of my younger brother. So me and my younger brother are five years apart. So Charlie was five years younger than me. So if I was about 23, let's say 24. So he must have, yeah he was about 18. So uh, 2006 probably. I think that's the the time that we were handing out. I was handing out the tracks. And so he was with a, a group of people. Charlie's with a group of people. There must have been maybe two or three guys with him. And I remember handing out tracks, and he looked. He had the same look that I had when I first saw Tots. Oh man party time he actually came and said hey what's up bitch what's up man oh you're handing out flyers to a party because that's what he thought i said actually yeah bro it's the greatest party man of all time what <laughs> so it comes up to me him and his buddies are all happy is it is there is gonna be a lot of girls i said well you know what check this out and i give him the track and he looks to me like bro like honestly man like i was from another planet he looks at me and says ish what is this i said bro this is about jesus christ man and I'm inviting you to the greatest part of all time, man. I'm inviting you to church. I'm inviting you to heaven. I'm inviting you, man, to get robbed of God. Mm. He looked at me, bro. He looked at me, man, like, again, like I was a psychopath. He <laughs> says, I would never have thought that you would be over here, man, telling me about God. Mm. And so, he, you know, because he, he was my buddy, because we grew up together, he allowed me five, ten minutes to, you know, talk with him, chat with him, gave him the gospel. <clears throat> he says, you know what, Ish? Thanks a lot, bro, but this is just not for me. Now, you, that was that. Gave him the gospel tracks, and I was, you know, I hadn't seen, and, and that, you know, I, I left, I took off, and I kept on evangelizing. Well, as the Lord so, so many times works, because God doesn't give up. A few years later, you know, you and I connected. We're over there at uh, <clears throat> Redonda Beach Pier, which mm. is located, of course, in the city of Redonda Beach. And uh, as you and I know, there's thousands upon thousands of people, man, that that go there to that beach, man, throughout the year, uh, all over LA County, all over, you know, LA. So. We were handing out tracks, and uh, we were at that place where a lot of people go uh, fishing. And as people are fishing, you know, they, they, a lot of times they want to talk, and they have time to to read a gospel track. So you and I are out there handing out tracks. Now, I didn't, I wouldn't have expected, man, to see Charlie, but that's exactly what happened. He was with a group of friends, and he looked at me and says, Ish, I can't believe it. Are you serious? I said, bro, get this, man. I said, not only was I at Narbonne, but years later now I see what the pure Charlie God wants to change your life. He starts laughing. And so I give him a track, share the gospel with him again. <clears throat> now, what happened is that I would see him there. Actually, you and I would see him there on a weekly basis, maybe every other week. And uh, this went on for months until yeah. it came to the point of time, bro, that it's like, you know, he would see us and, and laugh. And then, you know, we would just hang out and talk. And I had multiple opportunities, you and I actually both, to share the gospel with him and his friend. Now, what had happened is that he actually... Uh, stopped going to the pier it must have been about maybe uh, uh two weeks three four weeks whatever and i was kind of wondering okay you know what i was seeing it for so long i haven't seen him and then one day you and i arrived at the pier a little later at night i remember it's probably like seven eight o'clock at night and uh we were getting ready to evangelize and uh and then i saw him with his fishing gear he was he was walking towards the area where he would fish and he says ish what's up bro i have some good news and bro mm. it's like i knew what he was about to say my heart started to beat a little faster started racing man he says he says ish the lord saved me i was like wow 
wow, tell me what happened, bro. Mm. He says, I almost, uh, he goes, I was a car accident. My life flashed before my eyes. I knew I needed to get right with God. Mm. I was invited to go to the Harvest Crusades with Pastor Greg Laurie. He gave an invitation to go forward and give her, you know, to give her life to Christ. Because if I went forward, man, I gave my life to Christ and I haven't been the same since. And I so wanted to tell you what happened to my life. And I just want to share with you, Mike. See, Redondo, uh, Narbonne High School, handing out those tracks. Redondo Beach Pier, handing out those tracks. And then the car accident happened. And then he goes to the Harvest Crusade. And then he gives his life to Christ. Mm. The Bible says some people plant, some people water. God gives the increase. And so you and I actually had a part, man, play in his life. Tracks don't give up. And then Charlie, you know, obviously became a believer. And I'm grateful, man. I would I would be willing to be, uh, you know, uh, rejected a thousand times in terms of handing out track if I knew at the end of the day, one of my buddies would accept Christ. And of course, that's exactly what happened. And, uh, and I'm so thankful to the Lord, man, because, you know, even though maybe, maybe sometimes I feel like giving up, because I would see him all the time and hand out tracks to me down the beach fair. And I would ask myself, you know what, am I even making a dent? You know what, God was making a dent. Mm. And God opened up the doors and God saved my friend. Amen, dude. And uh, Redondo Beach Pier is, <clears throat> was a spot for us that, um, like Ray Comfort talks about finding a fishing hole, like somewhere that you go consistently. Um, so we would go to various places, Hollywood, uh, Hermosa, Santa Monica. But Redondo Beach was our go-to um, yeah. Not just so those other spots would be sporadic if we felt like going, but Redondo Beach, we were there three, four times a week, every week. And just even tying in the fact that tracks don't give up, tying it in with your your story and example of tots. Um, I remember, bro, that like we would say hi to a lot of the shop owners, a lot of the fishermen. And at first there'd be like a lot of uh, looking at us kind of weird and not a lot of love right and and after going there for like dude over a year there would be some even some of the hardest they would come up and they'd be holding like an old gospel track that we gave them you know that we're not even passing out anymore and they'd, say, they'd yep. say something to us along the lines of like i think of this guy chi saying man you guys are still coming here you guys are still here That's and right. just thinking this guy's in the sitting in the corner of his restaurant just watching bro just not even he never said a word to us just watching and in his mind he might have been saying you know what these guys are still coming just being that tots example and he still had that track and he could have read that track at any time and that track would still preach it wouldn't give up you know god would still speak through that track um so that's it's a good so first point was you know the tracks can be handed out by anyone and be encouraged by point two that when you hand out a track it won't give up it will continue to always be there and always preach to whoever picks it up and reads it um so with that two points uh let's jump into point number three um which is uh <laughs> an interesting one and, and that's that uh tracks don't get angry or upset uh tracks don't get into arguments you know they speak for themselves um, can, can you expound on that a little bit and if you have any examples on that oh yeah bro I mean tracks don't get angry I mean thank god they don't I mean how many times bro have you and I maybe uh, especially in the beginning maybe uh, we felt like we were going to lose our temper or yeah. uh, you know maybe we get a little impatient uh, unfortunately you know uh, sometimes you know Christians do 
and we can be bad examples. So that's why we always have to pray for for love, you know, love and for burden. But uh, gospel tracks, they, they don't lose their temper. You know, they don't get angry. And I can remember uh, being back in Arbonne High School, handing out tracks. And I was actually with one of my friends, a buddy of mine. Uh, uh, his name is Jesse. And we were handing out tracks. And uh, I don't think he had actually handed out tracks before. So he was kind of new to the to, uh, to street evangelism. And uh, sure enough, man, his patience will be tested. We had a guy come up to us and receive the track. In fact, I believe my friend gave him the track. And the, and the guy, bro, got really angry. <laughs> and uh, he says, you know what? This is what I think of your gut, actually. Uh, and it was actually pretty bad. Actually, he actually got the track, bro. And he started ripping it. And a little piece, bro, throws the track on the ground and he steps on it. Now, I got scared, bro. I'm thinking, dude, Thunder and Lightning are going to strike us down, bro. I was like, what the heck is this guy doing, bro? And, but then I realized, I mean, you know what? Uh, you know, this guy, he represents us before we knew God, you know? So uh, Jesse actually went up to me and said this. You know, he kind of went up to my ear, man, whispered to me. He's like, yes, bro, I want to knock this guy out. I said, bro, that's probably not the best thing to do. The guy had taken off, and Jesse was uh, obviously, you know, he looked he looked kind of angry, man. But he actually kept on handing out tracks. And uh, <clears throat> and then he told me later on, he goes, hey, bro, you know what, man? I, I'm glad I didn't do anything. And uh, he actually went out with me multiple times uh, as the years would, would, would go uh, on. He, he actually was a, a pretty a faithful buddy, man. Uh, just a good, just a good brother, a good Christian brother. But uh, you know, he learned he learned his lesson. Like, hey, you know what? Don't get angry. Let me tell you what happened to that guy. Years later, bro. Literally li- years later, I'm I'm talking about maybe, gosh, 10, 15 years later. Okay, talking about. Thank God, you know, we didn't get angry. Look what happened. So I, I was actually uh, in charge of a uh, workout ministry at a church, a local church. I was the, the right here in Lamita, California. I was actually the staff evangelist, so basically the pastor of evangelism at the church. And I had an outreach, <clears throat> a workout outreach group. We would invite people over and we would work out with a lot of non-believers, just build relationships with the gospel, have Bible studies. So I have a friend of mine. His name is Raul, a really, really good guy. He's like a walking uh, theolog- I mean, a walking theology book, bro. Just full of a lot of knowledge. And he had a, he actually invited. Now get this, he invited one of his friends. That friend was the very same guy, bro, that had ripped up the track. And uh, he invited mm-hmm. him out to the workout group. He worked out with us, and he actually uh, stayed for Bible study. Roll shared the gospel with him. In fact, Roll told me, he goes, "Ish, you know what, man? Uh, that guy's hungry. He's hungry, bro." So. You know, just goes to show, Mike, that <clears throat> sometimes we can lose our tempers, man. We can kind of jump the gun. We can kind of throw someone away. But like the last point, again, uh, you know, tracks, they don't give up and they don't get angry. Thank God, bro, that my friend didn't, you know, punch that guy in the face. I mean, imagine what would happen, bro. I mean, just being a bad example. But we trusted in God and, uh, you know, we gave it to the Lord. And years later, we had actually had a chance to, to share the, the, the good news of the gospel with them. So, man, God is faithful, bro. And God is good. And and uh, it just it's just wonderful to see what what he does, man. Man, yeah, one of the one of the one of the greatest benefits to tracks is is the fact that you know because you can hand out a track. Um, I, so don't let this deter anybody, bro. But maybe one out of every three hundred people, man, you'll go to hand them a track, and they'll they'll realize what it is. Like they've they've had them before, maybe because it's instant. They'll just start saying nasty things. Like, I don't want nothing to do with your God or this and that. Um, but they usually, most of the time, believe it or not, are still holding on to the track. And you just walk away. You don't say anything. Don't get into an argument. Just, oh, well, all right, thank you. Just walk away. And you never know. They might read it. Someone down the line, just like you said with Raul, you know, 
it, it, it sows seeds. So one of the beautiful things with tracks is you don't have to worry about getting into that argument. Um, you know, exactly. You know, yeah. So if someone's upset, you can just leave it with them. Oh, hey, hey, have a good day. Thank you so much. And just take off and, and it, it'll stick there with them. And when they calm down and <laughs> kind of get their nerves, the track will still be there for them to read so that was number three um tracks don't get angry number two was tracks do not give up number one was uh tracks can be handed out by anyone so number four is one that i really really love Uh, it's probably one of the in my opinion one of my favorite things about tracks and that's the fact that that uh they can be read at any time um so for example uh we don't always have time to sit and and talk to people like someone might be in a hurry late for work or they're trying to get to the movies or something right and you're just passing out tracks they can't sit there and talk to you for 15 20 minutes um so you just give them the Mm -hmm. track and they may read it when they get home they may put it in their pocket or in their purse read it like two three hours later two three months later right they can they can be read at any time um take it home throw it on the dresser falls behind the dresser the wind blows it under the bed <laughs> they're going to move to a new apartment and they find the track under the bed they're like what is this oh i got this two years ago and they read it and they get saved right <laughs> so yeah it can literally be read at any time and i want you to share a story about that woman uh that we heard from uh, her testimony at hope chapel in homosa beach Oh man, bro, that's a powerful story. Yeah, so you and I were out there uh, handing out tracks uh, at Redondo Beach Pier, uh, and we bumped into the evangelism pastor, Pastor Steve Sanchez, uh, Hope Chapel, Hermosa Beach. That's where he was a pastor of evangelism for. And I remember him inviting us to Hope Chapel, Hermosa. We had just left Calvary Chapel. In fact, we were looking for a church that was uh, really into street evangelism, and so he invited us over. And we went out, <clears throat> we were visiting, and uh, we started attending the church. And I remember actually hearing, like you said, bro, a very powerful story. So there was this woman who had uh, uh, actually decided, I guess, to go to the Dalama Mall, which is located in Torrance, California. It's a huge, it's our huge shopping mall. It's like the place to go in the city of Torrance, man. It's, it's, it's our mall in South Bay, uh, the biggest one at least. And uh, <clears throat> this woman went to the uh, Lama Mall. And just a side note, guys. Uh, and malls, a lot of times they're they're privately owned, so you can't you can't really evangelize there without getting caught and, and uh, you know getting kicked out. As Mike and I, we found out we've probably been kicked out of every single mall in, in the South Bay, but uh, a lot of stores, yeah. So we know firsthand from firsthand experience that if you're out there and on track, you can get kicked out. Now, apparently, what had happened is that there had been someone handing out tracks, and uh, this woman didn't know that because as she was walking, she she actually was uh, walking to the store, one of the stores to get her to, to do her shopping. And uh, she sees a million dollar bill track, okay? And that's made from, uh, originally from Living Waters Ministry. And uh, she's uh, out there and she's walking. She sees what appears to be money. She goes and she picks it up. Now she didn't know it was a gospel track. When she picked it up, because she thought it was real money, she realizes, hey, what is this? Mm-hmm. It's not money. But she didn't give it a second thought and she put it in her purse. And, uh, you know, she does her shopping. She goes home now sometime later, like you mentioned, Mike. Like you mentioned, bro, uh, tracks can read at any convenient time. Now, obviously, she wasn't going to stop and read it there when she was in her shopping, but she did read it when she got home. So she takes out this, uh, you know, gospel track and she reads the message and finds out there was actually a, spe- a specialized gospel track that Hope Chapel Hermosa Beach 
uh, I got permission to to make tracks similar to that of Living Water. So it was actually a specialized version for Hope Chapel Hermosa. And so it had the gospel message, and then it had the address to the church in the back. So she reads the message, and she says, you know what, I'm going to go to this church. So she did the following Sunday. She actually went to Hope Chapel Hermosa Beach. She listens to the pastor give the message, and uh, he gives a gospel uh, call. He says, hey, if anybody would like to come forward, to give your life to Christ, you can. And she went yeah. forward, bro. And what's so powerful is that the Lord said, yeah, yep. you and I were there, man. When that Sunday morning, okay, the pastor had asked her to give that testimony. So we were actually there, bro. We saw this woman giving testimony to that story. So I just want to share this with all the people who might be listening. Look, was someone, what is someone's trash is someone else's treasure. Apparently someone got that track, that gospel track, and probably just threw it on the floor saying, hey, mm. I don't need this. And God used that, probably God used that, check this out, man, the non-believer to reach out to some another mm. non-believer to get saved. He talked about, man, hey, God, use me. God even uses, bro, people who don't even know what they're doing, like throwing gospel tracks on the ground for trash. And God used that, bro, to reach out to that woman and give her the greatest thing. So check this out, bro. She was out there shopping, looking for something, not knowing that God was looking for her. You know, and God brought her soul, man, uh, to the kingdom. So praise God for, you know, if that if that person is listening, whoever threw that gospel track down on the floor, which, you know, we'll probably never know, but eternity will. It is unbelievable, bro. What God did, and so I'm so thankful for that woman sharing that testimony, bro. Because it's an encouragement to you and me that even if uh, someone, ha- uh, like for example, if we're handing out tracks and other people get our tracks and and, and throw them on the ground, that God can still use that track that's yeah. thrown on the ground to save a soul. Man, bro, that's it's 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 almost it, it, it's almost like a. Uh, like a fairy tale, bro. Like it's it's almost too hard to be, to believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the fact that someone just tossed something off to the side, like oh, this is garbage, and God still used it to to, to save her. Um, Unbelievable, yeah, bro. So Unbelievable. Even man, if you if 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 you listen to this uh, message and you decide that you want to go out this week and pass out one track, and you you go and you hand it to someone and. And you think, oh, that person's not going to read it. You don't know. They might put, they might set it down. They might go home, set it down on the counter or on the table. And let's say it's a, it's a gentleman. Uh, his wife might pick it up. Oh, what's this? She might read it and get saved. There might be a, a teenager in the house and they, they might pick it up and say, oh, this thing looks kind of cool. What is it? And if they read it, they might get saved. So the fact that they can be read anywhere at any time by any person, um, it's just a, a great encouragement. And this woman's story is just proof that that, that happens. Um, Man, so yes. uh, the last point that we want to touch on today is going to be um, the fact that uh, gospel tracks stay with people. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I've been in uh, several uh, like restaurants, barber shops, uh, mechanic shops, like diff- diff- just different uh, businesses. Right. And I've seen at several businesses uh a lot of the tracks that we've actually passed out, you know, like uh, track booklets or just tracks that I recognize that, oh, those are gospel tracks. Um, I've seen them like posted up on the windows. I've seen them under the like the plastic things where the cash registers are. Um, you know, people, a lot of the gospel tracks are pretty cool and people like to hold on to them and, and keep them, you know. Um, 
and how how else and and what other ways do do gospel tracks stay with people bro? okay well you know i think the best thing that i can do man is just share a story with with uh our listeners uh in fact it, it involves you and i okay uh, you and me uh one day i remember we went to <clears throat> we went to redondo beach pier it was late at night and uh, like like you had mentioned bro before we used to go to redondo beach pier all the time in fact you know we were single we had we had more time and now that we're married obviously we try to do as much as we can at least you know once a week is a good thing to shoot for uh, you know because everyone has you know work and different stuff so you know we have to be realistic but hey if you're single man it's like you and i were bro we were going out there all the time we had a lot of time to, to spare man especially for the kingdom we took advantage of it and i remember we were at uh, <clears throat> as you said we down the beach pier which was like our fishing hole we went through all the time and uh we were walking to our normal spot there was a park so this is a little idea over here guys so we were walking uh over there in the parking lot and what you and i would do at that time we would always hand out we would put tracks mm-hmm. on the people's cars. We didn't carry them. We went out there, man. It was we figured if people put flyers on for like uh you know horoscopes and other weird stuff, hey, you know what? Why not give the gospel? So we would. We put it on people's windshields and stuff and just go there, man. And we never knew what would happen there, right? Again, it's just uh it's a way for us to hand out tracks, man, and and and, and going off of the different points that we shared. But as we were doing that, we noticed on the bottom over there, actually on the beach area, that there was a group of teenagers. And I think it was you who said, hey, yes, why don't we go talk to them? I said, okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. So we ran down the stairs. It was actually two uh, two boys, two young guys and two young girls. So they must have been about maybe 16, 17, 18 years old. So they were, uh, you know, young young people in high school. And uh, so we actually gave them gospel tracts. And uh, <clears throat> we did a, a uh, survey, which you can get from Living Waters, and, or you can create your own. It's a series of different questions that kind of lead to the gospel. So we, I took them to the survey. I remember taking them to the survey. And then we shared the gospel with them, man. We told them about the Lord, man. We gave them the message. And they thanked us. They allowed us to pray for them. And that was that. You and I continued going on. And we evangelized, you know, for probably another hour or two uh, that night. Well, months later, man. Months later. I'm not exactly sure how long uh, it was. Uh, but it was some time. Some time had passed. And I had been, I was invited, actually, to speak at a small home Bible study. Uh, from a friend, he said, Ish, why don't you come to my home Bible study and, and share some stuff about evangelism? I said, okay, great. So I asked if I if he wanted some food. He says, hey, you know, just pick up a snack. I actually went to, at that time, I believe it was a Marie Callender's. I don't know if it's there anymore, but it was on Hawthorne and uh, Hawthorne and, and Torrance Boulevard. So I went to go get some pie. I said, oh, man, I'll, I'll get one of those delicious pies or something, man. Everyone likes, everyone from that group, they love pie. I know my buddy loved pie. So I went over there to the store to get some pie. I'm, I'm in the line. And like you said, bro, I always got my... My silent preachers, man, I got the gospel ammunition. So I had some some stuff in my pockets. And as I'm going in the line, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to give it to the, to the host, the guy that's, you know, it was a young man. I'll give him uh, the gospel track as, I'm, as I complete the order. So I get the, the pie and I'm paying for the, you know, the food. And I say, hey, bro, I said, hey, I just want to give this to you, man. It's for my church. When you have a chance, check it out. You can go ahead and read it. He stops. He looks at me. He says, bro, you spoke to me and my friends. And X amount of time, uh, like maybe like four mm. or five months ago. Do you remember? He says, at the pier, I was with a buddy of mine and a couple of girls. I said, whoa. I said, yes, bro. I do remember. And look, get this, Mike. This is what he told me, bro. He says, I never forgot that conversation. And I still have the track that you gave me. It's in my, mm. it's in my dresser. Oh, that really stuck to me. 
And it uh, goes to show, like you said, number five, man, tracks stay with people. Because even if someone gets the track bro, and crumbles it apart, the power of the word of God still stays mm-hmm. in the person's heart. But that kid actually had kept, he actually kept the gospel track and he recognized me. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him, bro. We, we, you know, we talked to, literally, we've, we've talked to thousands of people there, man, at the beard. He recognized me. And he told me, he goes, you know, I never forgot the conversation, A, and I never forgot the track. I still have it. And that was a powerful reminder, man, that tracks stay with people. Now, imagine how I felt, bro, when I went back to that Bible study mm-hmm. group to talk about evangelism. I mean, God gave me a powerful story. And it just goes to show, man, that the I'm going to say this to all the people who are listening. The only gospel track that's not going to work is a gospel track that's mm-hmm. not passed out. The only track that's not going to bless someone else, man, for the kingdom of God is a track that stays in your pocket, that a, tr- a track that stays at home, a track, bro, that we're not passing out to people, man. But if you're handing out that track, you know, God can bless somebody else. So, man, hand out those tracks, man. Hand out those tracks. Yeah, hand them out. You don't have to start a, a, a conversation with anybody, just a smile on your face, a nice little hand extension. Hey, how you doing today? Check this out. I got something for you. Or if you're, you know... Uh, at the market picking up groceries or Costco just as you're leaving the person doing the shopping carts or the the, the cashier hey here you he goes from my church and just hand it off and and, and go about your business um, and you have no idea what God is gonna do with that track um, like you said his word that's right does not come back void and like you said earlier it's a seed planted one plants one waters. But God gives the increase. Um, so if you're taking notes or if you're just, just a quick reminder, uh, one was gospel tracts can be handed out by anybody, young, old, brilliant, or if you're like me, not too brilliant. Um, right? Uh, you don't have to be a <laughs> theologian. They can be handed out by anybody. Tracts don't give up. They'll keep preaching and keep speaking um, even after they're read runs through people's minds um the tracks don't get angry they will not get in an argument they can be read at any time and gospel tracks stay with people um so you know we hope that this was encouraging for you um we hope that you will be pumped up and enthused to try to uh pass out a gospel track and you know once you get going once you pass out one you're going to want to pass out two and you're going to want to pass out four and and God is just going to put a fire um, for gospel track evangelism because I've seen it happen to all kinds of people. That's usually what happens. Um, and uh, if you don't have any gospel tracks, you know, just reach out to uh, to us. Um, if you have our information on social media, I'm up there on uh, Facebook and Instagram under Turkulees, uh, T-U-R-K-U-L-E-Z, and we'll get you some tracks um, to get you going. Um, so yeah, we just hope that you're blessed and encouraged by this. Um, the next episode that we wanna that we wanna put out there on this next coming week is is part two of the uh, gospel tract evangelism, and that's gonna be the purposes of tracks. Um, what are all the purposes or some of the purposes of tracks? And they don't just apply to non-believers. They also, there's some principles that also apply to us as believers. Um, and with that, Ish, you got any closing thoughts, man, before we uh, before we sign off? You know, I just want to say again, you know, I just want to thank God for giving us this opportunity, uh, you know, for saving us, bro. 
for giving us, you know, hands that are diligent. You know, like you said, you and I, maybe we're not the, the smartest tools in the shed, so to speak. I mean, we're definitely not uh, graduates from a seminary. Uh, but, you know, obviously we, we do read our books, you know, we're diligent in that, but we're just common, ordinary guys that want to do something for the master, you know, something for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I, and I, I just want to say that I am thankful, of course, to you, bro, for encouraging uh, me to, to start this podcast with you, to bless people. Uh, I couldn't have asked for a better a partner in, 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 in the ministry for, for evangelism. I mean, uh, I never would have thought, bro, that you and I, having known each other back in high school, even though we were not like, you know, best friends, but we were definitely, you know, uh, acquaintances, buddies, you know, we knew each other. Uh, I would have never thought that God would have picked you, man, from all eternity. God would have chosen you and I to be together, man, that we would connect. You know, God connected the dots and, uh, you know, he put a fire in your heart, man, and in mine. And and we're here today, bro. And, and you know, w- what's funny is that <clears throat> I just want to share this. A lot of people, man, at the pier when we first started, this was, gosh, 13 years ago, because uh, we were younger and we weren't married yet. And uh, uh, I remember I was about, to, uh, later on, I would get married. Of course, you would too. And we have our families now. But a lot of people, man, some of the older people encouraged us. But there were some people that didn't. They mm. said, you know, this is just a fad. Uh, they would say, you know, you're just you're young and, uh, you know, uh, wait, wait five years or 10 years. But I thank God that it, it, it hasn't been a fad. If anything, man, you and I have a maybe a stronger concern, a stronger burden because we've seen more people. Uh, we've mm. lost more people. You know, we see more people's lives destroyed. And so we know that really, bro, under the sun, there is only one answer. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I just thank God for giving us this opportunity to to be silent preachers, man, for us to be able to be tracked evangelists, for us to be able to you know, do something small for the kingdom, man. And But God can do great things with small stuff. So I'm just so thankful, man, to the Lord and thankful to you, my dog. Thank you very much, man, because, uh, you know, you're an unbelievable uh, partner, man, in, in the gospel. Man, the bro, well, thank you for that, dude. I'm... I don't know if I'm any good at this this podcast stuff, but um, if, if, you, if you're if you're if you're uh, listening, uh, we just want to say thank you for taking time. Um, if you can, um, however it works on your podcast stream, whatever stream you listen to, like, follow, share, help spread the word. Um, we just want to bless as many people as possible uh, with our stories and our experiences and. Like I said, we're new at this and we're just kind of winging it. And so hopefully the content was good for you guys. And I think what we will do is uh, we'll close out in prayer and then uh, see you guys next time. All right. So uh, I'm just going to pray us out real quick. And then. uh, All right. So uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for another day that you have given us. Just thank you for the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, for the remission of our sins. Just thank you for your grace and your mercy. Uh, I just pray that uh, people will be encouraged through this message and that they would be emboldened to pass out gospel tracts and learn more and how to uh, evangelize. And so I just pray that you would take this um, meager, small uh, recording and that you would use it to bless uh, a lot of people, God. And that they just get on fire to evangelize and pass out tracts. Uh, in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, all right, Amen. man, we're, we're going to see how this goes. And uh, next episode will be the purposes of tracks. So hope uh, if you listen to this, hope you can tune in for the next one. Um, I think that's it, man. What you think? Good. All right, then, Mike. All right, man. God bless Signing you, brother. Off, bro. All right, sir.